First and foremost, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which we are gathered. We extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present and emerging of the Awabakal and Waramai peoples. We honour the neighbouring nations. And we extend our utmost respect and gratitude to all First Nations listening to this podcast. Always was, always will be. Welcome to Alive, Not Dead, Yet. Yet. We're your hosts, Pasha Balka and Timberlina. And this is our podcast. Because we couldn't be bothered to put makeup on. Can't be bothered at all. Well, let's get into it. Yes. Hello. Week four. I know, hectic. Oh, you know what? We've not been featured on the cover of Time yet, but give us week five. We might get there. <laughs> what is it? The top um, top thirty under thirty. But we're well, that well, that applies to you for a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> not even that much longer. I know, not long at all. Whatever. I'll be the top thirty-five under thirty-five. You're never going to be a top. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gosh, I'm funny. <laughs> Um, and that was alive, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good awkward, awkward silence. Did, did we welcome everyone to alive, not dead yet? No, we haven't. Okay, let's start with that. Oh, welcome to alive, not dead yet. Oh, look at that rehearsals. Those rehearsals are really yeah. paying off. We, thank. We booked out a whole dance <laughs> studio to rehearse that. Um, and it's paying off. So that's good. Well, I hope you've had a great week. I, I hope everyone's had a great and safe week. Great and safe, yes. Um, I thought with Pasha's assistance, because <laughs> I obviously don't write any of this content for this show, um, we're going to talk about... What is it again? Um, what Would this apply as much more to... Uh, you've got a lot more experience in, in this than I do, and some people would have no experience in this whatsoever, but it might, I'll help, hopefully be able to relate to it. What you've learned about yourself doing drag. Oh, yeah, that was the topic. Um, so we're going to talk about <laughs> me and what I've learned about and Pasha, I guess, because you've – what are you, two, three years into doing drag? Um, Two, but even then, I think I've done it, like, what, maybe eight times at most? Yeah. I would not call myself a drag queen because in my eyes, you kind of should be making a buck to mm. call yourself that. So those sponsorships really need to come in fast. Um, I guess for me, I've been in drag for coming on to four years now. Wow. I know. Um, I went full-time at the start of COVID last year. Yeah, you did too, didn't you? So I left my job, I think it was Feb, maybe March Mm. um, 2020 and – it was, I think COVID happened around that same time. Yeah. And in those three days, I think I learned a lot about myself because I lost $60,000 worth of bookings in mm. three days, refunding left, right and centre. And I had to pivot and I did online. But going back like four years ago, when I first started, like my drag story, I guess, for me, I was visiting my sister in the US. We were in New Orleans 
and I got put up on stage to do like a dance-off kind of thing. That must have been very nervous for you to be on stage. Mm, It was, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I dropped into the splits three times and the splits back then were like not proper splits, but like it was pretty impressive and people started throwing money at me and I was like, I can get paid for this (laughs) all my life. This is all I've wanted. Um, Came back to Australia and like got really drunk at my parents' property and emailed some places and two weeks later a venue contacted me saying, when can you start your bingo show? Wow. Um, and then I had a month to like produce the whole show and get into drag, do a photo shoot. So I had a makeup artist then, Johnny, who would do my makeup every, I think we were doing it monthly. Mm-hmm. And he would do come over, he would put my face on um, and then like I would do my show. Yeah. Um, and then when I was like to Johnny, I want to start touring this and going out west. And mm. he was like, well, you need to learn how to do your makeup. Um, so and that's when you retired. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> um, and then I guess it was for me, like he taught me a, a look and I did that same look for years with the big white underneath yeah. my eyes. And like, it wasn't the best. It was horrible. Um, and then like into my career, I guess, I just started changing it up and... But people didn't care about the look. And I, like, I've insulted you for your look in the past. Mm. Friendly, not... Mm. But it's one thing I've learned in my, what, half the time you've been doing this with much, much less experience is while people will still care about the look, it's not the big thing at the end of the night. Well, it's not. It's about entertaining. Like, we're entertainers. And for me, like, if you're worried about how you look or how you present, I think what you need to worry about is how your performance is going to be, mm. how, like, if you're in a hosting role, like, how are you going to be hosting? Like, I think improv is, like, a very big part yes. of our life. Um, if I didn't have the improv skills that I had, I think every one of my shows would fall flat on its face. Mm. I think you need, like, that skill. Yeah. Like, if I could say anything about doing drag, you need improv skill. Um, and being able to hold a room. Yes. Like, getting onto a microphone is, like, the hardest thing you'll probably ever do in your entire life. But, like, once you get to that and have a microphone in your hand, like, it is my security blanket now. Mm. If In drag, a microphone is my security blanket. Because um, so long as you've got that, you've got some power. Yeah. And control. Yeah, and I guess people, like, kept coming back to my shows and still come back to my shows because they're entertaining. Yeah. Um, they don't come to, like, look at my face and... No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Um, they're there for the humour and the entertainment. Like, people come to my shows to laugh, and I think that's a lot of things, and not laugh at me, laugh with me. Because <laughs> um, we are entertainers. Like, we're in the entertainment industry. We're yeah. in the arts industry. We get paid to entertain, so I don't think it's all about the looks. Like, you need to be able to perform. Um, you don't need to be able to lip sync. <laughs> no. No, I mean, I did well for a while with not have like, for the level of effort and dedication I have to it, where this is much more me doing it for me, I still do well for someone who doesn't lip sync. Yeah, because you you rarely lip sync. It's more about a storytelling, humorous... Yeah, that improv and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, it's great if you can, like, get up there and, like, do high kicks into a split cartwheel, backflip. If you can, teach us. Yeah. But, like, I don't think, like, looks is, like, the number one thing. Like, yeah... Throw some makeup on. And I guess episode two, we spoke about the birdcage. Yes. And like the five o'clock shadow on... Um, Al, uh, Albert, played by Nathan Lane. Yeah. Or Starina. 
so it's like back then it was never about that. They were, no. it was all about like I'm going to say the lay girl kind of thing where it was mm. like all about dancing and group numbers and production shows, which is all great. But like if you really want to like do a solo show, yeah. you're not going to like do 90 minutes of just nonstop dancing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like you're going to need a microphone and you're going to need to be able to host and bounce off like the audience and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's becomes like, I guess half of our role is to be a comedian. Mm. Oh. Well, I mean, that for you and I, that's our approach. Yeah. For some people, maybe not so much. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I prefer funny. Yeah. But not everyone else does. But like you look at um these Rue girls and it's like they get put through all of these different challenges. Yes. And some succeed, some don't. Like Sewing, put me into a sewing challenge, I would flop massively. Mm. Like, I couldn't do that. So, um, I guess find your strength and use that and utilize that well Mm. um, in drag. I mean, four years on, I have a production company. Yeah. Um, There's eight performers, I believe. Um, And we're doing really, like, well like we do a lot of hens parties hens parties are a big thing um and i guess for me like i'm just doing my bingo and trivia shows around around the bush i guess (laughs) around the bush um and i wouldn't change it for the world i guess find that thing and like if there's a baby drag night out there where you live or you need to talk to someone like reach out to your local established queens yeah. or like ones that have been doing it for a while and talk to them. Usually everyone's pretty friendly in the industry. Mm. Um, but like, even if you can go down to Sydney and do a baby queen night or. Of course they do it for a few, don't they? They do. Yeah. Um, slay for pay or slay to stay um, at the universal. And at the moment there's also so many um, online shows as well. Well, yeah. Like I guess with lockdown we've, started to use the online platform. Mm. So, like, start practicing your makeup. TikTok. I think oh, like, yeah. you see a lot people of people do TikToks. Do. Um, I'm not that cool, young and hip <laughs> to do TikToks. <laughs> um, I've been trying to get pushed to do TikToks a little bit more, but meh. Um, I guess it's just, like, I think every day is a new lesson for me. Like, for drag, you're continuing that learning process, no mm. matter if you're 15 years into it or you're a year into it, we're all still learning. Like, yeah, everything changes. It's And you need to be, like, fresh, I guess. See, I remember the first time I did what I would consider proper drag was drag off. And everyone in the thing knew each other pretty well. Mm. Everyone recognised me, but they had no idea who I was and whatnot. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be the worst up there and whatnot. However, I was looking at it and the biggest lesson I've learned from that one evening is stop giving so much of a shit about it and live in it. Yeah. And I think that's because, I mean, I'm by no means, I'm probably still the least experienced performer in Newcastle and that's by my own volition. Yeah. However, that's the advice I can give people is just leave your baggage at the door when possible and look at it and go, if I fuck up, I've got something to laugh about. Mm. People will remember my name from it at least. 
Or like utilize it in your next act or Absolutely. I mean gosh, I've I fuck up all the time. Like literally all the time. Like I still fuck up my bingo calls and numbers. Seven, and seventy fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, seven <laughs> seventy one. No. Seventy fun Remy is one. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I do that all the time and it's a laugh and like the regulars that come are just like, that's hilarious. Continue doing that. But I guess be yourself or be the performer that you want to turn into when you start doing makeup. Because, like, Tim and Timberlina were very similar, but, like, Timberlina is more of a character yeah. than Tim. So I do, like, I guess when you're doing your makeup, you start to transform into that character that you want to be, I guess. Uh, I Yeah, I can see that. I don't know if the same applies to me, but I'm still on my like you're all like you said before. If you've been on it for one year or fifteen years, you're still figuring it out. Yeah, you're still learning from it. I was very much just like, it's now a fucking never. You've wanted to do this since you first saw Priscilla, since you first saw Tu Wong Fu or Birdcage. Just fucking do it. So I had no idea. It was just very much me in a dress, <laughs> which is I think my strength. Yeah, I mean that's. Literally, and that brings, like, a good point. Like, drag can be anything. Anything. Like, it doesn't – it can be, like, you putting a dress on and then, like, some eyeshadow. That's drag. It can be you dressing up in, like, a gorilla costume. Like, yeah, that's drag. Like, drag to me is, like, an art form. Like, let's bring it back to drag is an art form. So, it's, like, drag things, drag kings, drag queens, um, drag creatures – like it's mm. – because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's a drag queen and it has to be a male dressing up as yeah. a female persona. It's just like, no, nah, it can be a female dressing up as a female persona, like a yeah. bio queen, hyper queen. Um, if you want it to be one way or another, get up and show that one and contribute to it. Yeah. Rather than just sitting there going, no, nah, it has to be this. Yeah. And I guess like it also doing that, like if you want to start an event, like – do it. What would what advice would you give to people who want to start events? Because you've got a career, uh, a history in events management. Yeah. So what advice would you give? Because you can't right away start something that's going to have Anzac Stadium selling out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, one find a venue and do a budget. A budget's going to save your life. Mm. Like a lot of people go in not having a budget where they need to spend stuff, and it's like how much is this event going to cost you? Work that out and then you can bring it down into a per person. Yeah. Costing, like staging, lighting, um, door person, ticketing site, website, um, your performers. Um, so maths is essential. essential. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like I'm happy to share how I do my budgets up. Like yeah. it's like every show that I do is budgeted to a T. Yeah. And then it's like, how much do we need to break even? And like, if we don't haven't hit break even, usually the week of a show, we potentially, you either risk it and pay for it out of your own funds, which yep. I did a lot, or you cancel it. Yeah. Um, but you try and make it so you're not breaking even at like the capacity of yeah. the place. Like you need to hit like your you break need to even be, you need to be ready for it to only be half full yeah and still be break fine even. Yeah. yeah 
Um, so that's my biggest thing, start a budget and find a venue. Venues are really hard in Newcastle, so hopefully they're easy everywhere else in Australia. Well, I know I was one of these people who would leave it up to the day to decide if I was going to a lot of them. Mm. I think it was only once I started performing that I was like, no, I know I want to go. Yeah. Because it's an opportunity for me to not just enjoy myself, but also engage a bit better. Yeah. Would you say, in your experience, most of the people would turn up on the day? So our ticket sales, mainly in Newcastle, are the week of. Yeah. Mm. Everyone's last minute here. We everywhere. Are. I mean, everywhere. Like, you'll see a massive chunk of, like, ticket sales in the last week. But you should have already broken even. Yeah. So you don't have to worry. So I've been yeah. that week of and freaking out, but then I just take the risk of... Last week is good. Yeah. Not great, but... Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like right now I couldn't do that. No. Because, like, I before I did drag full-time, I had a full-time job, so I had that income to help me yeah. run yeah. it. And But now I'll just cancel it. Okay. Because um, I'm not risking that because... No, it's a huge... My deal. whole life is budgeted. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what have you learned about yourself doing it? Um, I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for myself, I would never thought that I would be a full-time artist, I guess. Mm. I, when I grew up, I wanted to be an actor. Um, and this is the next best thing, right? Um, I don't know. I think I've learned a lot. Like I'm very impatient. Yeah. But I probably already knew that before. Um, and I'm still really good at producing events. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I guess like, I didn't realize how funny I was. Like I've had people come up to me and they're like, we've heard that you were funny, but like seeing you in person, you're actually hilarious. Yep. Um, so I feel like I'm really hitting that mark now. It's where it's like, oh, people are saying that I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Um, but like, I wouldn't say I'm a comedian at all. No. Um, cause I'm heaps funnier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I don't know. I I wouldn't be able to, like, pinpoint what I've learnt about myself, but I've learnt a lot. Yeah. You know it's there, you just can't articulate it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, for me, I guess it's just blind confidence. Yeah. It's a bit more like, this will be fine no matter what. Yeah. If I fuck it up, it'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. I, I've spoken to people who saw me perform a year and a half ago, and I was like, that show was shit. And other people are like, no, it's not. But other people are like, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. My still my favorite performance is Boss Bitch. Oh yeah. Like it's like I've yet to have any negative about that and I'm happy with it. But the thing is, I think for me, I went into that one. So if you're not familiar with me or my style or anything like that, because you probably haven't seen me perform unless you've watched in on like live or the online drag off last year. I don't really lip sync. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying to me, you need to not be afraid to lip sync. And it's like, I'm not afraid to lip sync because I've lip synced in the past. It's just, I don't want to do it. But a part of me is very, was very much like, hang on, you've got these people up there that can dance and me up there who very much like you, most comfortable with just a microphone in their hand. Yeah. Cause that's what I do nine to three every day is just keep people's attention yeah. some way or another. And I still, I, I, I'm pretty sure I still know all the choreography and I've not performed it in like a year. 
For boss bitch? Yeah. I love that. Do you want me to put it on now? Yeah. <laughs> I've even picked up the splits just for this <laughs> just for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to see the performance, but I can see it. Um, <laughs> if we wouldn't get taken down for copyright, I'd totally play the song, but no, sorry. Mm, it's a pash. It's a pash. <laughs> it's a pash mocha. <laughs> oh, can you please record your own song? I actually would like to do a song. Pasha Boka did it to the Pasha Boka did it to the Pasha Boka did it to the Pasha Boka. And I think that's um, the done of us talking about ourselves. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to say to somebody? Um, If you've wanted to do it, or even if you're like, ooh, don't, even if you're doing this full time, take it just serious enough. Yeah. I understand, like, I look at my teaching and I'm like, this is serious. However, it's not the end of the world if a lesson goes poorly. Yeah. Or if kids don't get it because if you've got there to the point where the kids will go along with you, much like a performance, you've got other opportunities to show the same thing Mm. without being, this has to be proven right now, right here. Yeah. That's the big, and I don't even know if I've worded it properly because I haven't because I ramble. If you've not noticed before. <laughs> I've never noticed that actually. <laughs> um, for me, I guess it's just do it. Yeah. Stop waiting. Just do it. You'll get there. You'll find your peeps. Yeah. And we're drawing to the end, but we need to have a serious, very serious discussion first because the rest of the episode has been very lighthearted, hasn't oh it? Oh, my God. Um, that's probably the most serious we've ever been. I think yes. that is. Um, so listen to the serious side of us. But mm. sponsorship this week, I think after that it needs to be a wine company. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> I need a bevy. So if you've got a wine company out there and you'd like to sponsor our podcast, hit me up. I'm a red drinker, so if you specialise in red... Um, please do that. Or in summer, I'm a rosé drinker. Oh, yeah, that's a very summer drink, isn't it? Yeah, but because we're still in winter, please send all the charades. <laughs> Me, this week, Primo, specifically bacon. Oh, I've really been wanting bacon lately. Okay. And I always forget to buy it when I'm at the shops. Really? Like yeah. bacon and eggs? Or just like, yeah. like bit of bacon on bread? Bit of both. Why not bacon and egg sandwiches with a bit of cheese? Oh, on hash browns? Mm. Yeah, I love mm. a hash brown. So if you're also a hash brown person, yeah. like send us some hashies. If you're a hash brown, send us some. If you're a pig and you know your <laughs> time is nearly up, send us. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy, if you're out there. <laughs> we'll eat you. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I think that's us for this week. I think we're both very thrown by being so serious. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry, we'll go back to being dickheads next week. Yes. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to another Timber Productions podcast. Thank you for listening to Alive. Not dead. Yet. Make sure you subscribe for weekly episodes and give us a follow. I'm at the Timberlina. And Beached Queen.